0: Denver Sports presents the Mile High Baseball Podcast. Here's Jake Shapiro of DenverSports.com. Hello and welcome into the Mile High Baseball Podcast with me. That's right. It's Jake Shapiro. Coming to you live from my home office here in Denver, Colorado. Wow. What a week of baseball. Um, Four in a row. The Colorado Rockies are the hottest team in the National League right now and a positive homestand, including their first sweep in, what, since the middle of last summer, breaking their franchise worst streak of 38 straight series without a sweep. So Rockies are playing really good baseball. And let me tell you, yesterday was my birthday. Just the perfect Rockies game for my birthday um watched an inning or two or of Wade Miley uh sat back on the couch took a little bit of a nap woke back up it was four nothing see the whole comeback the four runs in the seventh five runs in the eighth got out of there with a win I would have gone to the game but I don't know when you go to as many games as me and this isn't to sound spoiled just wanted a nap on my birthday more than I wanted a more than I wanted um, to go to Coors Field. But yeah, the Rockies are now on the season, 12-20, and still really bad. They're heading to New York for a three-game series with the Mets that starts this evening. Antonio Sanzatella will make his season debut, which is very exciting because... He is going to have a chance to be the best pitcher for the Rockies this season, given the news of this week. And we'll get to that in a second. Um, Ryan Feltner has stayed hot. He has been awesome. I don't want to say awesome. He's been really solid. He's been a really solid pitcher for the Rockies. Uh, ERA 445 has made six starts. They've been good when Ryan Feltner has been on the mound. And then yesterday during the game, I'm watching and I'm like, Elias Diaz has been the Rockies' best player thus far, and he's the long-term catcher. He's already signed the deal. And you could make the case that Elias Diaz was one of the worst players in baseball last year, but I'm watching the game and I'm like, only the Rockies could find a way to have somebody pick up two pivotal runs while lowering their on-base percentage in two consecutive innings because... Uh, they got two sacrifice flies there to continue uh the rally against the Brewers and the sweep against the Brewers team who came in here at 18 and 10 playing good baseball and now find themselves in second in the NL central. So that was, that was pretty solid little wins against the Brewers. You saw some good stuff from Chris Bryant hitting a home run. And like I said, I think on the last podcast or two podcasts ago, you really just need more power from Chris Bryant here at this stage. It's not a matter of average. I think he's hitting actually like 300 now. Um, yeah, Chris Chris is at 309. You just need some of the power numbers. He's only had four home runs uh, on the year to this point. And he's starting, you can see his bats coming around. And maybe it was always going to take a little bit because the whole year off last year, essentially, or at least the second half of the year off, I'm trying to regain that timing. So maybe Chris Bryan is just a breakout candidate and is going to have a really, really good you know, May through September. Randall Gritchett rejoined the Rockies uh, this week, undefeated. Since Rand- Randall Grichich just come off the injured list, uh, a solid addition to the Rockies. Uh, I mean, he's better than what they've had. He's not like a great player at this point in his career, but he's better than some of the depth that they have. So, uh, interested to see what Randall Grichich mo- does move moving forward. Obviously, he's not going to continue to hit six hundred. That's something. Uh, really impressed by Ezekiel Tovar over the last week. Seriously impressed. Both offensively and defensively. He had some really nice at-bats in the Brewers series, had a home run. Uh, I thought he was really good in the game on Thursday, and he might be starting to figure this out a little bit. Uh, His defense is clearly ahead of his offense, at least for now. And we'll see. But it was nice for him to get his first home run. He's already had 100-plus plate appearances on the year. So, you know, you're looking for a little bit more pop than that. But we can't all be blessed and have Troy to the and Trevor story every year at shortstop as uh, the Rockies are finding out, I guess, the hard way. So, yeah, you look around the ball club, and there are some positive signs but the screaming on top of everything negative is what's gone on with the pitching staff over the last couple of days. And it's, it's not like they've been bad. Like I said, they've actually had some really nice performances Feltner was solid. I thought Siebold once he settled in yesterday was okay. Um, Couple transactions. Austin Wins joins the team. We'll see what kind of impact he has. They kind of need a backup catcher because Brian Severin ain't it. Um, But yeah, the transactions is where we're going to start with this pitching side of things. And they dumped the other day Jose Urania, which finally he was just atrocious. And then the Rockies continue to make these roster moves, they recalled Connor Siebold, like I said. Uh, Noah Davis goes right onto the injured list after his bad start. So all the nice things I said about Noah Davis last week. Put that on hold because he had a rough start and then goes onto the injured list. And that's always scary because you wonder how much that affects, you know, everything else you're doing. Peter Lambert comes up. Dennison Lamette who... I don't even know how to talk about what he did on Wednesday where you're walking the bases loaded when you're up just a significant amount. That's just that's just atrocious. Uh, he goes on the injured list. Ty Block gets DFA'd, and I think he caught on with the isotopes. I think they snuck him through waivers. And now you're down roster spots, which is how the Rockies were able to get Austin wins. And Herman Marquez and all of this He's on the 15 day IL right now, but that's going to be the 60 day or here very shortly. He is done for the year with Tommy John surgery. Um, I think the part that's like really sad from like the human standpoint on this. Is that you can make the case. Marquez has been the greatest pitcher in Rocky's history. If not, he's like right there. It's, it's Jorge De La Rosa. It's the two seasons of Ubaldo Jimenez. It's Jeff Francis. It's Aaron Cook, and it's it's Herman. Herman deserves to be in this conversation. And Herman, right before he got hurt, got into third place on the Rockies' all-time wins list uh, for pitcher wins hashtag. Um, and he's two strikeouts away from tying the franchise mark in all-time Ks, and three away from breaking it. So, essentially, he's one start away. And he may never play for the Rockies again. He has a team option, I believe, which can be exercised next year. He most likely is going to be a free agent, or the Rockies will sign him to a smaller deal. And, yes, Herman has made a very good amount of money in his baseball career over the eight years he's been in the big leagues. But this is a significant blow to his earnings potential to essentially be out for the season of your contract year, you just feel awful for the guy. And he's been nothing but good to the Rockies and good to Colorado. So I guess that's the place to start because you just you want to focus really on how terrible this is for Herman. Now for the Rockies, it's great they're getting Centello back this week, but Herman Marquez might have been the guy that was able to hold this team back from losing 100 games, and I know it's funny to have this conversation after they've won four games in a row, but they're going to win games at home. They really are. And this was my theory as to why they wouldn't lose 100 games, at least for the last, you know, X amount of years. Is you essentially had too many wacky things going on at Coors Field and such a good home field advantage. That despite how bad things can get out on the road for the Rockies, you would bank enough wins at home just off randomness and good things happening. Now, this weekend might or this week might have been a case of that, and the Rockies are gonna need a couple weeks and a couple series like this to avoid a hundred losses. Because their pitching staff Freeland can win you some games on the road. Sensatella can win you some games on the road, and then it kind of stops there. Marquez was the stopper in the rotation. He was going to go six strong, maybe seven. And he would reset the bullpen, and it just has a a cumulative effect on your team for series and weeks that you know you could have that guy every fifth day. Aside from the fact that he's, you know, fantastic and he – provides you a chance to win every time he's on the mound. So taking that away from the team might be pulling the thread that's holding the thing together if you catch my drift. Um, The rest of this pitching is just rough. And the fact that I'm talking about Ty Block and Jose Urania being gone, well, that's two guys who were In your starting or your opening day pitching squad, let's call it. And now those guys are gone, which means you've already eaten into the depth a little bit at the minor league level. You know, and that's Seabold and Lambert and stuff like that, okay? What happens when the next injury comes? What happens when you want to move off Denison Lamette because he sucks or something like that? that's when things start to get really scary for me. Because, yes, you can replace Marquez in the rotation right now with antonios and Tatella, and maybe Noah Davis works out as well. But you're very quickly running into really just running out minor leaguers and whoever you can get off the scrap heap. And you never know what you're going to get. And likely it's not going to be good. So that's why this Hermen Marquez injury and replacing the 180 to 200 innings that he was likely to pitch this year is so devastating. Even in a season, we know that they're not going to make the playoffs and things are looking bleak as is. This is the thing that takes a bad team to a horrendous team. And I don't want to be the negative person after they've won four games in a row and there were some positive things and the Brewers have a good pitching staff and they were scoring runs against them and yada, yada, yada. But you can make the case that the Rockies have just lost their best player for the year and perhaps for a significant portion of next season as well. And that's why I have spent the most amount of time on the Herman Marquez stuff. But again, let's not forget about how solid Antonio Sensatella is. He's been a career fourth starter on a good team. Like Any team that has Antonio Sensatella as their fourth starter is probably going to go to the playoffs. He's been a two or three with the Rockies for most of his career, except the time where he was a fifth starter with the Rockies and they went to the playoffs. Um, five, maybe six, mostly a five and die guy, but the Rockies will hundred percent welcome him back. Um, I just do also want to give a shout out to Jake bird, rubber arm, Jake bird, who has been very solid. I think he leads the National League and maybe Major League Baseball in appearances thus far. Um, he's been so good out of the bullpen, so important uh, to the Rockies. I mean, not necessarily like dominating out of the bullpen, but just so reliable uh, as a guy that Bud Black can turn to. Um, I'm just looking at Bird's stats on the year. Yeah. It's been <laughs> Feltner and Bird have been the Rockies' best pitchers thus far. Uh, Feltner through 30 innings, Bird through 22 innings. Um, how many games the Rockies played? So that means they've played 32 games. Bird's thrown 22 innings. I'm just doing the quick math on my head. What if Jake Bird throws 100 innings out of the bullpen this year? Not going to happen. But he's on pace, too. A lot of relievers throw about 22 innings for a season. He's already at 22 innings. Um, so that's, that's fun. and um, Profar. Good defender. That has not worked out well. Um, not a conversation for this show, but let's have it soon and remind me to. Bill Schmidt's off season. We knew it was bad, but somehow it's been even worse than what we thought it was going to be or what it would turn into here. Yeah. That was, that was bad. All right. My live baseball podcast, we like to do them quick here unless I've got a guest. Uh, I'll give you more next Friday, always Friday, live at 1 o'clock Mountain Time. Um, I'm Jay Shapiro. I'll be watching this Rockies-Mets series all weekend long, and then whatever's ahead for the Colorado Rockies. I'm coming to you from home because I'm too tired from all these late-night Nuggets games, and I've got another one tonight. This is the overlap for me, Nuggets and Rockies, right now. And uh, we'll chat soon, all right? Thanks for tuning in.